You are listening to Oblivion. It's May 23rd, 2022. David Overby is here with me at the Buzzard uh, Roost Studios. Uh, well, David, what should we start the this week with? Well, uh, that's a good question, Dave. Uh, it's like it's this paradox. Like, like there's so much going on, and yet there's just there's nothing going on because mm-hmm. it's it's just been the same bunch bunch of crap for so long that um, I mean, I, I guess the uh, we could I could talk briefly to start about the the Kate Snow propaganda piece on NBC Nightly News on Sunday covering college graduations and Taylor Swift was a featured speaker at NYU and Kate Snow was just gushing on and on about how great the job prospects are for the graduates and whereas other graduating classes the job market didn't look so good for this one everything is so great that they're not just concerned about salaries, but they want all of these other things too. And so now we're going to hear from the graduates about all the great things that they want and that they're going to do. And it's just another manure-fed herd of dipshits graduating from American universities who think that they're going to be millionaires soon. And what's it going to be next? Now I can go to Mars. Uh, Now I can... Uh, start a business and I'll have a family and I'll be a great parent and I'll be a CEO and I'll volunteer. This the, the, the la la land, the, the Aryan la la land and, and how that just is so uh, tiresome and unending in the face of just this constant failure. And it does have to be uh, reminded and, and reiterated uh, that the United States, as far as developed advanced countries goes the worst performing nation in the world in terms of responding to the COVID-19 pandemic. And I I just have to say this about work ethic real fast, that there's an old saying that if you want something to get done, give it to a busy person. And the way I look at it is the pandemic came along and it was a new challenge, right? So if Americans really had been busy and had been working hard, it'd have been no problem. And they were lazy and they complained and they whined and they're still doing it and they behave like two-year-olds about everything. Oh, so anyway, uh, we've got the New York Times, hottest ticket in town, Taylor Swift, class of 22. Really looks... New York University graduates will be rewarded with a commencement speech from the pop star who is being awarded an honorary degree. Honorary. It wasn't a real degree. Not even a real, right. Yeah. But can I just point out the <laughs> verb in the sentence rewarded? Okay, what exactly is my reward? I get rewarded with a well, speech. Look which section it's in. The style section. <laughs> right. Your the discussion of your education system takes place in the in the style section. These I mean, these seniors have style. <clears throat> it shows you how convoluted the whole enterprise of American education is like it has no common goal or purpose at all but yeah the and who cares right the the obsession with celebrities hierarchy oh go back up to this guy for a second let's just read this I think my generation in particular there there are these 
parasocial relationships that are developed with celebrities, right? Exactly what I was, to, what does parasocial mean? Like fake, right? Imaginary, non-existent. Well, I mean, I, there's a criticism of it, I think. It was, uh, so at least they had this person uh, obliquely criticizing. It doesn't go into any depth of what he means by that uh, in the piece. But, um, I mean, the, this other one was like, marveled at the singer's persistence and per per pertinence in her life. Persistence and pertinence? That really this felt like a weird sign, like a reassurance that things will be okay. So why is reassurance <laughs> weird? Like you don't like to be reassured? But, but it's just this, again, hierarchy. Like um, <clears throat> why, why does this person, of all people, make you feel better about things? Oh, we got Biden there, and <clears throat> the latest that I read, he's kind of itching for a war with China. Biden pledges to defend Taiwan if it faces a Chinese attack. Well, I mean, this is not going to happen, first of all, so it's yet another one of these things of... Uh, I was concerned it would happen. Well, um, that the Chinese would attack Taiwan? Mm -hmm. I mean, what... Why? Well, a number of people saw it as, I mean, the Russia's move to invade Ukraine definitely destabilized the geopolitical theater. And so when that happens, it uh, can entice other uh, aggressors to, to take action. And, and so it was kind of be like China and Russia. China would be taking advantage of the timing. I mean, first of all, Taiwan is China. So that's the thing that's, uh, you know, and from the perspective of the New York Times and its chauvinistic view of the world, uh, you know, Taiwan is the U.S. It's a U.S. protectorate, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas, and officially, Taiwan is part of China. Um, and um, uh, so they would be attacking themselves. I mean, really what it, ca what it comes down to is this continuing saber-rattling um, against a very successful country, which is China, right? It's like there are an obvious threat to the United States hegemony in the world. Uh, they've overtaken the U.S. in many ways, and they're an independent example of a pretty successful uh, society. I mm. mean, the, um, the advances that have occurred in China are amazing, right? It's, it's like... Uh, they've brought, uh, what did I hear the other day? It was 70% uh, of the population was in extreme poverty, and they've brought them out of 800 million people, mm -hmm. uh, brought them out of extreme poverty uh, in the last, I think, 30 or 40 years. Uh, it's almost like uh, what America did from the 1930s to the 1950s. I think it's way more than well, sure. That. I, I mean, mean, I'm, I'm being kind of way, sarcastic. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I mean, really, there was, I guess, quote, inequality was at its uh, or equality was at its um, highest, which wasn't saying much in the '50s, right, in the U.S., uh, and has gone down ever since. 
Whereas in China, you know, went from a very low position of extreme mm. poverty after being a a colonized uh, and hyper exploited country, uh, and uh, gained their own independence of uh, evil. You know, we quote lost China. You know, I mean that we owned China until uh, the revolution occurred. Um, but uh, you know, they've. It's pretty impressive what they've done, and, and sure, there's plenty to, um, you know, up to the current time, like we've been talking about on the show, uh, their record is incredible with the COVID, uh, but yet the New York Times here, uh, they've probably got something on here today, you know, about how terrible The oppressive, they, authoritarian, <laughs> locking down its citizens. Like, they, they, yeah. they don't even mention that there's a pandemic, and that that's why they've, they've been uh, doing it. But, yeah, how do you, uh-huh. how do you even compare um, 4,636 dead to 1 million dead mm-hmm. and then say the people that lost 4,636 people, that's three times as big as your country— they're the ones who are doing a bad job and not think that that's, that that isn't biased and that that's not just blatantly sort of arguing out of self interest and ego to make just such totally stupid and inverted comments. I mean, Mm -hmm. the, the, the story, uh, I mean, from the beginning of the pandemic is just what a horrible failure America has been. And they, there's no way to get around that. I mean, we can talk about Ukraine all we want, and Biden can muscle up to, to China. And we can talk about how great the jobs report is. And uh, that doesn't that will never change the, the uh, complete uh, failure, the complete disintegration that, uh, that has been the American response to... Um, so I didn't realize Biden was had a trip to Asia, and that's where all of these mm-hmm. comments are coming from. Biden veers off script on Taiwan. It's not the first time. Offhand remarks. I don't know what his offhand remark was, and really don't care. Uh, but yeah, it's the review of how the New York Times front page looks. Um, it's they've got. You know, Ukraine's back on top because they basically got everything wrong. Russian diplomat resigns in protest. So that's the lead thing. The first M777 howitzer, a more powerful American-made artillery weapon, have entered the fight in Ukraine. Oh, boy. We've got our weapons in there. They've got a picture of it so everybody can see our great, how we're helping out over there. Oh, yeah, that looks great. Super howitzer. Powerful American artillery enters the fight in Ukraine. And you know, we're the good guys and helping everybody out and isn't isn't this great? Isn't isn't war great? And uh Yeah, let's make, let's make see if there's any Azov battalion Nazi symbols. Is that one of them there? I don't know what that little symbol is, but maybe the New York Times is being a little more careful with their uh <laughs> with their um, uh, making sure that the Azov Battalion Nazi symbols, uh, that you know, that's the Nazi-affiliated uh, <laughs> uh, far-right militant group uh, that have 
you know, I'm seeing all these patches here. I'd be interested to go back and see if they're that. Oh, look, you can see the shells. Mm -hmm. 150 millimeters. Stack of shells. But absolutely Pro no progress. Mention. No. Oh, look, it's erect. It's <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> they're getting the, it the off phallic, there. <laughs> literally getting off on. There's the intrepid operators. God, it's like a whole... Yeah, I mean, is this look at look is at this all a again. newspaper article or is this apocalypse now? I mean, uh, but the the complete lack of connection between Russia invading Ukraine and uh, America invading Iraq that that we would never talk about that, and that if we're going to see that the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine is completely stupid, then uh, obviously this is what we would want to recognize about the things that we did uh, two decades ago that completely wrecked a country and we've left Afghanistan um, in the pits, right, after losing a 20-year war there. And it's just unbelievable that there wouldn't be any criticism of these actions. And what, what the hell is the point of having newspapers and media if you wouldn't question just such incredible, miserable failures? And the, and the spending is just completely insane. Why do people read this crap? Well, it's yeah, like, this is the, um, well, this, preeminent. Is, this is the empire rag. I mean, the people in power, this is, you know. Don't you think, though, it's sort of an elitist uh, status? To, well, sure, you yeah. Read, you're seen out in public reading the, elite, the Times. This, you subscribe. They're telling you what the, you should be thinking here and what you should be behind, which is this. If you reference Ukraine it, war. Well, was, you know, this, uh, such and such had a piece, uh, uh, Tabby or Nicholas Kristof <laughs> had a piece in the in the Times about, oh, yes, I like, oh, so we all think we're smart and you think I'm smart and smart, smart, smart. Right. So let, and then let's really reinforce how smart we are by uh, acting like the Iraq war never happened, that it wasn't a bad, wasteful thing, that the amount of money that we spend on our military isn't just um, uh, completely out of control. <clears throat> Giving Ukraine money when we won't do Build Back Better here for Americans. It's completely rotten. I mean, it's just not even making an attempt to appear to actually be so here's an Journalism. interesting one with the Asian trip, Biden's Asian trip. Debate over tariffs reveals Biden's difficulties on China trade. 16 months into the Biden presidency, U.S. officials are still divided over what to do about a trading legacy left by President Donald J. Trump, which is, you know, they're leaving all these tariffs in. Some people are wanting to reduce them to reduce inflation. Uh, but, you know, you got to... Even though at the time, I'm sure that China's its punishment of China, a lot of these liberals were like, oh, this is bad. Um, well, maybe they didn't. But um, they want to keep, like everything else, they want to keep all the Trump things. Look at all those ca uh, <laughs> containers. Jesus. Is that the backlog of the supply chain? I think that's just a typical port. You know, they just got that many goddamn things there. But... Um, yeah, what a mess. So let's see what the, let's go with the COVID number. So it actually finally did go over a million on this uh, official tally with the CDC, I guess is what that um, 
number is. So a couple of days ago is when it went over a million officially. One million six hundred and two. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. One million six hundred and two. Now it's dead. Min- that's minimum. Likely way more. Um, more than a hundred thousand cases per day. Un- unknown numbers of crippled people from it. Um, oh, here's so, something about New York City here to the right. Uh, cases have doubled in the past month. Recently declared a state of high COVID alert. One third of Americans now live in areas with medium to high levels of virus transmission. And again, this has to go back to the uh, Biden administration. Like, how can you criticize Donald Trump's response, which was basically to do nothing? And then, I mean, what's Biden done? He made these token efforts and said, um, okay, well, now the courts will say you can't do it. And then he's just quit. So this is, this on the line is when he came into office right there. Mm -hmm. So Two thirds of the one, two thirds of the pandemic have happened in Biden's administration. Yeah. Um, three peaks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the the incredible one. In Look, the, the big the big peak is there. That was just back in January. January the twelfth. Good God, how many cases a day? Or like daily I'm average? Eight hundred and eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand cases a day. <laughs> Uh, that yeah, daily average, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's going up, but whether you so, know, I have a, I have a question: if the courts can nullify or overrule a vaccine mandate, mm-hmm. right? How can the courts say a woman doesn't have a right to an abortion? Um, yeah, um, I mean, if the vaccines would kill fetuses, right. <laughs> I guess then. I mean, one of the, one of the, uh, premises against the Roe versus Wade, uh, decision is that the idea of right to privacy is a legal fiction because it's not stated in the constitution. Uh, I don't by that because our legal system through and through acknowledges private property, right? So private property can't exist in a society that doesn't have privacy, where this is, this is mine, it belongs to me, it doesn't belong to anybody else, right? So privacy as applied to or private property as applied to uh, abortion means that among the things that a woman has is she her body is hers, right? right. And her decision-making, uh, her sexuality is hers. It, is not, it does not belong to the state. It does not belong to uh, society. Um, it certainly doesn't belong to five perverts and a nitwit dumbass, right, who uh, were lubed to the <laughs> Supreme Court specifically uh, just to do this. But as pertaining to the, um, the vaccine, right, the, that the vaccine mandate was overruled, the courts say you can't have a, ma- a vaccine mandate. Okay, so what's the reason, right? Well, it's your body, right? The government can't force you to do something with your body, and it's even a medical procedure, right? Getting vaccinated is a medical procedure. Getting an abortion is a, 
is a medical procedure. But among the absolutely hideous things about Joe Biden, I have not heard Joe Biden mention the word abortion. I haven't heard him talk about the issue. I haven't heard him talk about the likelihood that Roe versus Wade will be overturned. And I sure as hell haven't heard him or the Obamacon make this, this gaping, obvious, glaring, like how can you not see this legal inconsistency, this legal schism between the ruling on nullifying vaccine mandates and then saying a woman can't have a right to an abortion, right? You're going to say, you, this is my body. You cannot put this vaccine in me. That is exactly the same thing as saying, this is my body and you cannot tell me that I have to carry this fetus. So regardless of what the Supreme Court is going to do, why can't these other people start advocating and talking and making these points that I'm making right now, right? Because they don't believe in these points. They're perfectly fine for real human beings, actual living human beings. There's no controversy here. Is this person on the ICU bed who's going to be dead in 11 hours, is that a human being? Is that an actual living human being? Yes, not for long, but they are real, right? And it doesn't matter that to save actual living people's lives, that's why you have to get vaccinated. And that's why you have to wear a mask to put an end to this shit, right? And then turn around and say, but the precious little fetus, right? It's this fantasy human being, right? Which is morally unambiguous. You know, the only life, literally to these conservatives, the only human life that matters to them is the one that doesn't exist, that isn't real. Yeah, so the uh, <clears throat> looking at Kentucky, uh, looks like Jefferson Henry County's number one. Uh, looks like a pretty good outbreak there. Uh, it's probably a prison or something. You know? Yeah. Uh, so um, Henry County is near Louisville. Um, uh, Jefferson County is next. Uh, now, 54% Henry County, 64% fully vaccinated Jefferson County, but uh, not too far down is Callaway County. Uh, they've got 37 for 100,000. Only 46% fully vaccinated in Callaway County. That's, uh, that's totally under <laughs> under 50%. Yeah. 46%. 46%. Yeah. Now, I will say I will say this, uh, the, the criticism of the New York Times, criticism of American media in general, it is totally propagandistic and biased. Hmm. However, if you are willing to look at it in this manner in terms of just giving you sheer basic information like we're looking at here, yeah. Right. It's definitely a good thing, right? Because sure. I, look at Crittenden County, another West Kentucky county, 41%. Let's, just, let's take, take a quick scan and see how many are below 50. Now, the first three there aren't bad. Now we got 47, one, two, Yeah, three. the thing is with the New York Times, it's a very it has a lot of employees, a lot of different beats that they still do cover. Uh, and um, so there's there is a lot of information there. And... Of course, the front page is what we were talking about. That's got the full-on hardcore propaganda right up front, right? So, but uh, other things uh, further down are mentioned, um, uh, and they might not even have any ideological bent to them. They're just straight reporting of what's going on in the world. And you can find that stuff down there. But, uh, 
it's, it takes a little um, and like you a little digging and like you said um, uh, their COVID page is really nice um, you can look at all this data uh, county by county um, uh, if we click on here it should so it'll give us who the top is so Fayette County is the highest 67 percent fully vaccinated and then it's Woodford County another rich um, county uh, Jefferson Campbell is northern oh, Kentucky oh really okay um, hard and that's E-Town E-Town so where the bigger towns Perry are. County is that's hazard Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, and look, that's kind of a 63%. Boot. Hazard, which was the national epicenter, I think, back in September. Mm -hmm. um, it might have been because of that. <laughs> right. I mean, People they were just like, were, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, 63%. And where, again, what was Callaway? Callaway is... Oh, it was uh, way down there, 40. So you were going way down. I mean, of course, there's 200 counties in the... But it looks like it's below 50% line. Uh, you know, it's way down here. Forty. It's one of the forty-six. Forty-six. Yeah. And uh, so the very bottom. What's the very bottom? Spencer County. That's interesting. That that borders Jefferson County. Uh, it's interesting that it would be so low. What the fuck's wrong with them? Uh, Edmondson. Do you know where that is? Elliott Edmondson. Uh, yes, that's uh, just I think east of uh, Todd County. Oh, okay, so it's down that area. Casey County, you know that where that is. It's 37%. God, that's near uh, Pulaski County. I wonder yeah. where Pulaski is. Uh, Pulaski, oh, yeah, let's see where. <clears throat> it's way up there. It's it's, it's above Callaway. Uh, whole 47. 1% better. Whole 1%, <laughs> right. I mean, all these counties. Are pretty pretty poor. Anyway, it's safe to say that a considerable <laughs> number of counties in Kentucky are still below fifty percent mm. in terms of being vaccinated, and that's just um, <clears throat> over half. It looks. And like of course, what would all the <clears throat> all these people say? You know, my body, my choice. You can't tell me that I have to do this. And, you know, what's your what's your position on abortion? Oh, it's killing a baby. The mom, she has to have the child. But isn't it her? Oh, no, it's not the same thing. Well, it's not the same thing to you. But, right. But you, since you are the only thing that matters and no one else matters, that's all that matters. Smallpox is back in the news from this monkeypox outbreak. Uh, I don't know if Crazy. you heard about that, the monkeypox. I have heard about that. <laughs> yeah. So this, there was a smallpox, quote, scare right after 9-11. Uh, uh, you know, there was the anthrax attacks, mm -hmm. and it was all about that same time they had this... Uh, they also, and this was also a conjunction with Iraq, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, the, both the anthrax attacks, uh, highly suspicious attacks that have never been very well explained. Uh, nonetheless, <clears throat> at the same time, they were pushing that the smallpox was a possible um, weapon of mass destruction, that could, biological weapon that could be unleashed on people. And... They had this whole 
program, it never really got going. Uh, it kind of petered out after the Iraq War started, I guess. But uh, uh, they were going to like have everybody get smallpox vaccines again, uh, just as a prophylactic, even though smallpox has basically been eradicated. Uh, it's only held in laboratories, well, in the United States, uh, of course, uh, for research purposes. I'm putting up scare quotes in the air. Um, so, um, yeah, so that that's back, and, you know, they were trying to even talked about mandating people to get the smallpox, smallpox vaccine back in those days under the whole scare, uh, uh, post-9-11 scare um, times, uh, that this was a real thing. Um, and... And it really shows the problems with the vaccine mandates as, as far as being a practical thing. And they're also, especially when they're used in this dishonest way, mm -hmm. right? Because there was really no, um, there was really no reason to vaccinate people with the smallpox. You know, everybody prophylactically uh, for something that just, I mean, they're, apparently nobody really has it. Uh, and that it could be something that uh, could be unleashed in a way that would just get out of control before we get, got people vaccinated again. I mean, they're just, it just is, was ridiculous. And, and, you know, the vaccines are not innocuous. Uh, when you give millions of these vaccines, and, and smallpox is def vaccine is definitely more harmful than the uh, um, mRNA or COVID vaccines. Um, you know, a f fair number, it's rare, but still a fair number of people will be negatively affected by this, which just is, is more than is necessary when the whole thing was unnecessary, right? So, right, right. Uh, you know, this, this kind of stuff, I mean, first of all, it just comes from a shadowy military uh, uh, secret state of recommendations and false story of course it was the same time as the Iraq war which was just a complete made up bunch of right uh, weapons crime. of mass destruction right uh, so you know it sullies the it sullied the whole um, uh, really epidemiology uh, when you do this kind of thing right just mm -hmm. like the where the uh, polio uh, if you recall back when they they tried to find Osama bin Laden or confirm his location uh, by uh, getting DNA samples from people, um, uh, apparently through uh, smallpox, some smallpox agent, you know, he was went in there ostensibly to give people, I mean, not smallpox, but um, polio vaccines, because there's still um, a little bit of polio left in the world, and it's in places like uh, uh, Afghanistan and in, and. Um, the mountain areas of Afghanistan, border region of it, and um, uh, Iran or Pakistan. Pakistan, Pakistan. and uh, <clears throat> so uh, they set up this this guy under the auspices of a, giving out polio vaccine to try to get uh, DNA samples from the people uh, there, uh, and uh, you know it totally lost credibility. Uh, it was already hard enough to. Uh, get the vaccines 
uh, in those areas. And, <clears throat> you know, it, it basically hurt the whole vaccination regime trying to get rid of polio, this whole thing to try to get Osama bin Laden, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, th- these kind of things sully um, discredit, right, mm-hmm. uh, uh, epidemiology when you're, it's used in this militaristic sense. Um, That's very well said, yes. Yeah. And I think in some ways that that, um, that militarism is an association that the public had with Fauci and the CDC during the pandemic, that they didn't see them as like, you know, see, these are kind of nice, cerebral, like scientist expert types of people. This is not some big hulking beast screaming and yelling at you. And it's like, no, this is the authority and... Uh, I'm not going to listen to them, and uh, but yeah, the, if you if you have a experience uh, with vaccine and it's in a what did you call it a sort of a militarized context, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's going to make you defensive, uh, especially if you're like apparently many Americans and you just don't ever on your own bother to learn anything whether it's about science or just to keep your brain sharp. So, yeah, what else? Um, Yeah, so... The uh, climate change and the wildfires. uh, New Mexico recently was... uh, basically a quarter of a million acres mm-hmm. on fire. and um, Yeah, now, did I mention last week that, oh yeah, I did, uh, that my cousin's, uh, his hometown, uh, his town that he lives in, there in southern Colorado, uh, there was a fire mm-hmm. that got going, um, <clears throat> which was fortunately they put out before it got his house. Uh, but it was pretty close by, and it was a close call, and it was kind of the same time that those other ones really got going because it's very dry there, um, and there were a lot of a lot of winds. Um, now, apparently, I don't know if all of them, but uh, some of those fires in, in New Mexico were started by the Forest Service. They were doing some uh, um, controlled burns that got out of control. Uh, so, uh, you know. Only you can prevent smoke forest fires. <laughs> um, and that's something that we learned like when we were seven years old, right? Smokey the Bear. Again, this is, this is nothing new. And Well, what's new is this, the climate crisis uh, is making these fires much more common. Um, and much more widespread and longer lasting. Yeah. Um, so they were... They were actually, they had a bunch of, uh, we'll we'll look them up, but they had a bunch of articles recently uh, on Lake Mead. Uh, Is that how you spell it? Mm -hmm. M-A-D-E? See, their search is very strange because when you do the regular search, you'll get things like from 1940. It's like, what? 
but uh, let's do past month. Hmm, I must be spelling that wrong. Uh, what is the name of that leg? Anyway, uh, <clears throat> Glen Canyon, I think, is the name of Canyon it's in. Well, search on New York Times can be weird. It's not I, very intuitive. Like it can't, you know, like if it's not exactly what you're, you mean. But the, so the, the wildfires in Southern Colorado, didn't you say that they just barely missed your, um, oh, it's M-E-A-D without an E. Um, it just barely missed his house. Yeah, you know, it, it was within. So, so the, yeah, this was the story. Uh, Lake Mead, M E A D. That's why I didn't show up. I was blaming the New York Times, but it was my own spelling. Uh, so they had these things on. They've been because Lake Mead, the water levels have dropped so low. You can see that was the level and how far it's gone down. You know. It's down. Yeah, isn't a lot. that a joke? Like, yeah. Like, and, is that a is that a lake or is that just a puddle? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's dried up. So, but they've been finding these bodies that have been were dumped ostensibly by, say, the mob at uh, Las Vegas or whatever. And they brought them here and dropped them concrete galoshes, kind of thing. You know, this was f f the first in a barrel. <laughs> the next was half buried in sand. Um, so it's it's revealing all these things, but um, it's just it's just amazing how much water has uh, dried out of. Uh, so Colorado River reservoirs are so low, government will delay releases. Um, there's just not enough water. To <laughs> so you know, and the the mega drought's only beginning. So this is going to get more extreme. What I think they should do is when it gets like down to the bottom, just blow out that goddamn dam and get rid of that shit. Right. They ruined this incredible natural uh, water system, didn't they? By building uh, all these dams. Yeah. And you can see the setting it's in. It's it's funny. I saw the Criterion Channel has, uh, you know, it's the streaming services that has old movies on it, and uh, they had the. What's leaving this month, and I watched it. Um, I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. It was the Planet of the Apes, the 1968 mm -hmm. one with uh, Charleston Heston. And it starts uh, at the top of Lake Mead. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like this desert scene. They land in water, which is right, right. Lake Mead. <laughs> so right. it, it was interesting. And it's this, it's this totally beautiful landscape that looks much like you would see in the Valley of the Gods, you know, these amazing um, uh, mesas and, and rock formations uh, in this uh, extreme desert uh, landscape. But through the mazes of Glen Canyon, every little side stream and stuff, there were little side canyons, and people lived in these. And the whole place was basically full of artifacts, right? And they just flooded the damn thing, right? Um, so, uh, um, you know, it was just a tra travesty uh, that they did it in the first place. Um, 
I've never really understand what they got out of it. And now they it's, they can't even use it. It's like so low that there isn't, they can't even release any water because it's just not enough coming into the basin to, to replace it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if, if I remember uh, remembering correctly, like before this dam system was built, which would have been like in the late 40s out west? Thir 30s. Uh, Glen Canyon was a little later. We'll look that up. But, uh... but there somehow the American West, you know, managed to have um, an irrigated system, right? Mm -hmm. Based off of just natural waterways mm -hmm. and really snow melt, mm -hmm. right? And the use of force uh, dogma of, of Western culture, right? Don't ever work with something. Just look at it and think, I want it to be like this and force it to be that way. These people never thought, you know, we're screwing up something that is delicate, right? But, but it works, right? Just because it doesn't work the way we want it to, um, doesn't mean it doesn't work. And so what's happened is, is we, we set this, um, precarious, very industrial, forced water system out west to work a certain way. And now that climate change is here and these long droughts are occurring, it's just completely uh, screwed everything up. It's the... the, the uh, the engineered artificial mechanical water system out west is exacerbating the uh, the drought, as as I understand it. Yeah, right. So um, I, I kind of had a confused. Lake Mead is the impoundment behind Hoover Dam. Okay. Um, which was started in '35. By the Hoover Dam. That's when it was completed during the Depression. Uh, that big old dam and uh, Glen Canyon Dam. Uh, uh, what do they call the res Lake Powell? Is what they called the impoundment. Uh, so you know, here's the dam. I mean, look at this beautiful canyon that they right they. Uh, Filled up. I mean, it looks like there is a hydroelectric, so at least they got getting something out of it. Um. <clears throat> but as I, as I understand it, like uh, uh, one of the big reasons that uh, we have this artificial irrigation system is basically just so that we can have the uh, city of Las Vegas. Like that has a lot to do with how and where the water is diverted and used. Well, yeah, California gets a large portion of it, um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, I mean that's a that's another reason, of course, why these uh, impoundments are so low is that they've had to draw off to support the agriculture mainly. Uh, of course, you are supporting a lot of people and their use. Now, recently, I I read a article that's kind of interesting is about the uh, Nevada or at least 
Las Vegas, um, they've banned um, grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so because people were using all the water to yeah. have their lawn. I want to live in the desert, but I also want to have a, <laughs> yeah. a nice green lawn, a right. typical American la-la land. <laughs> yeah. I've got to have it all, all the time. So it was good to see that they've gotten rid of those. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this whole area, uh, the Colorado River, you know, here's where at the border of Utah and Arizona is where Lake Powell, Glen Canyon Dam, uh, was, uh, you know, and this Four Corners, this Four Corners region is where all that in the Pueblo, Puebloans, uh, lived. Um, so like all these canyons are full of, um, places they lived and their little structures and, uh, then right below Glen Canyon Dam is, um, uh, of course the Grand Canyon. So they, they didn't dam it up, right? Right, right. <laughs> but, but they dammed right up to it. And, you know, of course this part is a canyon too, so... They did sort of the bottom part of the Grand Canyon. They uh, filled up uh, above and below it. It was filled up. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, you remember Chinatown? That was one mm-hmm. of the parts of you know was water uh, politics was kind of the, the backstory um, in Chinatown. Uh, and uh, you know the water barons, <clears throat> and um, you know um, it's been going on for a long time, and and they tried, and of course, a lot of these uh, reservoirs have dried up, just like these reservoirs too. You know, um, some of them just amazingly, they're like little puddles. <laughs> you know, uh, so eventually, it's going to catch up with them. We're gonna to have to figure something out. Um, maybe will they, they figure it out? Maybe they can uh, dam the Pacific Ocean and then <laughs> strain it to get the salinity out and yeah, pump, <laughs> just pump pump it up and. Uh... I mean, can't they? Um, what was it? Remember with the, the Gulf oil uh, disaster, the Deepwater Horizon, and then people started saying about how, oh, it's no big deal because uh, the, there are all these um, uh, algae and these bacteria and they'll just eat up the, all the oil. <laughs> and it's like, uh, why don't we just um, convert the, uh, we see that's Lake Mead shrinking, right? Mm-hmm. That's 2000 to 2015 and it's uh, considerable. <laughs> Like looks half uh, the size, right? If if that, yeah. And um, maybe we can um, just release all of these uh, amoebas into the atmosphere, and they can gobble up all the carbon, right? With thinking. our with our amazing technology, we'll just hire Taylor Swift to perform. The surgery where she can attach some um, wings to um, these amoebas, and they can fly. <laughs> and they can they'll inhale all of the carbon. 
All right. That's and then all of the college graduates can get rich, right, from the jobs that it'll create. And the winged amoeba. Right. The winged amoeba. Economy. We've got <laughs> We've got our we've got our we've episode got title. All right. Winged amoeba. Okay, I'm on that note, man. For David Vernon Miller, this is Dr. Dave Overby, and you've been listening to the Oblivion Podcast. Goodbye. See you next week.